the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen. Some days, uh, it's a bigger battle than others. You, know, you don't want to know how my day has been. You know, I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and I got a phone that fried. I got a, a wife that I think still loves me. Not sure. But I got a producer that's in the studio, and I got a line that's working. So, hey, uh, it's a good day, right? It's a good day to be on the radio. And today, uh, we're going to label today's show, I See You, But You Can't Come In. Uh, and it's an interesting show. All my shows are very eclectic. But, you know, uh, we, we need to be good stewards. You know, that word is such an interesting word, that word steward. And today, we're going to break it down, but... You know, what's the problem with our dictionaries? You know, I there are many times I look up words, and a lot of times the word is defined by using the word in its own definition. I do not accept that. If you cannot define a word without using the word, I have a problem with that. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but that word steward uh, is very interesting because um, I could not get a clear definition, which tells you how important it is. But today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to go into stewardship. See, we need to be good stewards of our experience. Steward is an interesting word, and it means to be the administrator, to be in charge of something. And as a leader, we must be a good steward of those uh, put under our authority. And also, we need to be a good steward of our gifts, our talents, and our machinery. And over the 30 years of working with people, I have learned that one of the greatest steward opportunities is what we allow into our experience. You see, we must be a better steward of not only what comes into our experience, but also on what we allow to stay in our experience. And now, story time with Mr. Black. There was a pastor that was going to a Billy Graham prayer meeting somewhere in Canada, just north of Washington State. He flew into Seattle and met up with some other gentlemen going to the same conference. They wanted to travel together to keep costs down and to build some relationships. So they drove for a bit, just a few hours, and finally came to the Canadian border crossing. Now, I have never been to the Canadian border crossing, but I have entered back into the U.S. many times from Mexico. I have trained a few classes in Reynosa, Mexico. I would fly into McAllen, Texas, and then I would have a driver from Maytag get me at my hotel in McAllen and take me across the border and then drive me back in the U.S. after class was over. 
At the border crossing, they stop every single car and they ask questions of you and stare you down a bit, you know, making sure that everything is on the up and up. It can be a long line requiring patience. And even if you've done nothing wrong, it can sometimes be intimidating. So here were these pastors and they were in this line waiting to get to the front to be asked the standard questions that they ask you as you go into Canada by the immigration officers. So the vehicle got to the front and the border patrol agent asked the standard questions. Where are you from? Where are you going? How long will they be there? Where will they be staying? And the final question was this. Have you ever had a felony or a DUI? Each person had to answer the question individually. When they got to this gentleman, he paused. And he said, see, 13 years ago, when I was lost, uh, I had done some bad things. I did the drugs and the drunken stupor thing. And this guy kept on talking, and he had to finally admit that he had gotten a DUI. He said it was a long time ago, and he knew it wasn't on his record. But he wanted to be honest. After all, he was going to a prayer conference, and he was in the vehicle with a group of pastors. So he shared with his border agent that uh, he had gotten a DUI, and he shared this information. That long time ago, he got the DUI, but that's not actually, he believes, on his record, just in case for some strange reason it does show up. And then what? And he just wanted her to know. So he told her, and with that, she told them to pull off to the side and park and come inside. So they did as they were told. Now he's thinking, what have I done to these men? When they went inside, the lady proceeded to tell the gentleman the following. She said that Canada won't allow you into our country because you had a DUI. She said the U.S. is hard on Canadians when they come into the U.S., so she can't allow him into Canada. He was shocked. He again told her that it wasn't even on his record. If she would check, she wouldn't be able to find it. So right in front of the gentleman, she punched in his info on the computer screen. He could see the screen, and as he said, nothing came up. It was blank. She typed in some other stuff, and nothing came up. She told him that she needed to go talk to a supervisor. She then proceeded to walk away, and when she walked away, he considered how he was going to get back to his hotel, how he was going to fly back home early. As he was thinking what he was going to do, he watched this lady go over to a different part of the office. She approached a plexiglass window that was a half window. She stood there in plain sight. And after about 30 seconds, she came back. She talked to nobody. She must have been, quote, the supervisor. And after she came back, she said that she would need to do some paperwork that would cost him $90. And then he could go ahead and enter. The only paperwork that was done was the paperwork to run his credit card for $90. It was one of those old-fashioned credit card papers that you write in what someone bought, you know. Uh, you put it on a hand-operated machine with a credit card, too. And then you slide it across, and it makes an imprint. I just want you to think about this. Many of us have this Canadian immigrant person in our heads 
Someone who is constantly reminding us of our past. A voice that limits us from going forward. A voice, a feeling, a reason to not dream big. To not create a bigger, where am I going? So we limit ourselves. We don't get in the car and take that chance. We see an obstacle. We start doubting. Then that person says, you got a DUI 13 years ago. You can't do this. You have failed in the past and will probably do it again. Who are you to be able to do this? There are people that are better than you at this. What makes you think you can do this? And ladies and gentlemen, we got to consider where else have we misfiled our past into our future? Where in our lives are we allowing our past to dictate what we do or do not do in our present, thus limiting our future? And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about this because we are very similar to that Canadian immigration officer. You know, we are called to be a steward. And really, a steward has three roles when we're talking about the experience called our life. We need to be able to control what gets into our experience. We need to be able to control what stays in our experience. And we need to be able to control what we need to reframe to allow that thing to have a positive effect on our experience. And that's what we're going to talk about today on Like It Matters Radio. I see you, but you can't come in. I am black, and we'll be right back. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Okay, so I'll see you later, huh? This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Do you need a new battery for your lawnmower, boat, or motorcycle? Full Service Battery offers the lowest prices on batteries in town. Need batteries for your golf cart? 
full-service battery will recycle your old ones and even install the new batteries. Let local family-owned full-service battery put their over 20 years of experience to work for you. They can even custom build a battery cable if you need it. There's only one name you need to remember for batteries, and that's full-service battery. Search them online, full-service battery. Join the Freedom Insider Club, and you could win a copy of our June Regnery Book of the Month, Irreversible Damage by Abigail Schreier, exposing the reality of the transgender craze in teen girls. Sign up today at freedom1570.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. I love them. China. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Living life like it matters. And today, we're toddling the show, I See You, But You Can't Come In. And what we're talking about is that the battle is in the mind. You know, we we live in a time where uh, everybody wants to save the planet, save the planet. And uh, uh, I always tell people, save it from what? You might want to read Revelation 22. Because we last have time I a checked, planetary emergency. There you go. Yeah, see, right? We've got to be a good steward of the planet. Now, please hear this. I know we're called to be good stewards. But you got to realize that the earth is a closed system. You know there's the same amount of water today as there was after the Great Flood. Check it out. It's a closed what? system. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that uh, God destroyed the earth one time with a flood, and then he gave us a rainbow that said he'll never destroy it again with a flood, but it will be destroyed by fire. Uh, the elements will melt. All that to say, I believe that we should be good stewards of planet Earth. We should treat it if this is God's planet. He gave it to us and told us to have dominion over it. But uh, I don't believe that God forgot to take man into account. So that's the whole point of being a steward. A steward is someone who protects something, who looks out for something. Matter of fact, uh, I was looking up this word, and this word is a hard word to divine. Steward is someone who manages property of others, other affairs for someone else, okay? A chamberlain, an officer who manages the household of a king or nobleman. Fiduciary, a person who holds asset and trust for a beneficiary. Steward, the ship's officer who's in charge of provisions and dining arrangements. Uh, an attendant on an airplane. Uh, a, a union member, a flight attendant, attendee, a tender, a tender, someone who waits on or tends to or attends the needs of others, one having charge of buildings or grounds, right? A custodian, a keeper, 
a defender, a guardian, a protector, a shielder, a person who cares for person or property. Do you hear it yet? See, that's what we're supposed to be to planet Earth. But man was not uh, made for planet Earth. The Earth was made for man. You got to get this. We are to have dominion over it. We're supposed to treat it like it's not like it's better than ours, somebody else's, and we are to have dominion over it. Why do I say all this? Because I'm telling you right now, the greatest thing that we need to have a steward over is not our planet. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you because God's got that handle. He's figured us into the equation. I know, I know. Sorry, Greta. But what we need to have a real, the best stewardship over is our mind. Remember Dr. Viktor Frankl said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. See, that is where we dictate what comes in, what leaves, what stays, what gets reframed. That is our power. And that's why I had to tell the story in the last segment about the Canadian immigration officer. Because we can't say that about American immigration officers, right? I mean, let's be honest. We have an open border. Uh, If you want to come into this country illegally, you just come into our southern border. I mean, sex offenders know that. Uh, Terrorists from the Middle East know that now. There are a lot of people uh, coming into our southern border illegally and getting in here free and living off the government uh, that basically uh, are not from Mexico or not even from South America. So I couldn't even tell the story about a U.S. immigration officer because Joe Biden has changed it to where our immigration officers can't do their job. But the good news is... We must do our job. It is the battle is in the mind. This is the key. The key is in our mind. See, uh, weeks ago I did a show. I don't remember what it was. We were talking about war. And a lot of people don't know this. I think I was talking about David and Goliath. But there are rules to war. There are rules to war. And so uh, the rules of war also known as the international humanitarian law. Uh, It's from the, uh, what is it, the uh, Geneva Convention. There are 10 of them. Uh, number one, protect those who are not fighting, such as civilians, medical personnel, or aid workers. Number two, protect those who are no longer able to fight, like an injured soldier or prisoner. Number three, prohibit targeting civilians. Doing so is a war crime. Number four, recognize the right of civilians to be protected from the dangers of war and receive the help they need. Every possible care must be taken to avoid harming them or their houses or destroying their means of survival, such as water sources, crops, livestock, etc., Number five, mandate that the sick and wounded have a right to be cared for, regardless of whose side they are on. Number six, specify that medical workers, medical vehicles, and hospitals dedicated to humanitarian work cannot be attacked. Number seven, prohibit torture and degrading treatment of prisoners. Number eight, specify that detainees must receive food and water and be allowed to communicate with their loved ones. Number nine, limit the weapons and tactics that can be used in war to avoid unnecessary suffering. And number 10, explicitly forbid rape or other forms of sexual violence in the context of armed conflict. Now, that is fascinating uh, because, again, if you look at some of our enemies, whether you're looking at al-Qaeda, the Taliban, Hamas, uh, you're, you're dealing with enemies that do not abide by these laws, by the rules of war. Uh, yet America does, uh, Israel does. And so it, it is tough uh, because, boy, when you're hiding behind civilians, when you put little children in front of you, 
uh, and then a bomb gets dropped on your on your army headquarters, and you put a whole bunch of women and children around you, then not only do military people die, but a lot of civilians and women die. And then the other side says, look, they're violating the No, they're not. But it looks like they are. I bring all this up because the ultimate battle is in our mind. I mean, look at the Bible. All throughout the Bible, uh, God tells us to, to be aware of what's going on in our head. You know, the, the Romans 12, too, to, to transform your thinking, to not conform to the thinking of this world. Uh, it says in the, 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 the book that uh, to, to only focus on those things that are good and pure. It says to hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. It says to guard your heart. And whenever the Bible talks about your heart, it's talking about your central focus, what you desire, what you fear, what you crave most often. It says guard your heart because all the issues of life stem from it. And over 365 times, almost 400 times, Our Father, Abba, tells us, do not worry, do not fear, do not fret. And all those things are mental objects. All those things are activities that happen between the stimulus and the response. And so we must be like that Canadian immigration officer. And we must be good stewards of what goes into our head, what stays in our head, and what needs to be reframed. If the battle's in the mind, we need to create some rules of war on what goes on between the stimulus and the response. And please hear this. This is an everyday struggle for everybody. I mean, it's a struggle for me. You know, one thing, if you know me long enough, you know, I lead with my weakness. I lead with my brokenness. I am not a Tony Robbins that builds himself up, that makes you have this facade, this fake view of who I am. Uh, That's not who I am. I, I share the dirt. That's how I connect with people. Man, I've been struggling. I was just telling John before this that, you know, I put on a little COVID baby. You know, I'm at the heaviest weight I've been in all my life. Uh, and I know I need to uh, get in shape. I want to get in shape. Uh, but the things that used to motivate me and drive me are not the same today. And so I'm struggling. You know, have a good day, day and a half, maybe two days on my diet. And then I go off and eat what everybody else eats at my house. And that's not good. And so I want you to know, I mean, this morning, my wife and I were in a big argument. My phone froze up, and so I couldn't use my phone, and, uh, and it, her and I are bickering back and forth, and all of a sudden, we go into past stuff, and, uh, you know, we don't have phones, and we're fighting. And so I want you to know, this is not something I have all figured out. Yeah, I know how it works, but I want you to know, I'm in the same battle you are. That's why I get to do my training once a month. Uh, I always tell people, you know, this training so powerful. They say, well, everybody should do it. I go, yeah, but I'm so screwed up that God makes me do it once a month. You do it one time. I have to do it once a month. And every time I teach it, it takes me back through it. We must remember that we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And through the study of epigenetics, we learn that we are a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. And the ultimate environment is between the stimulus and the response. Remember, it doesn't matter who you share your bed with, if anybody. We all have to sleep with ourselves. And Dr. Caroline Leaf, in her book, Who Switched Off My Brain, makes this statement that should, make, that should wake us up uh, and be aware that the battle's in the mind. She says, quote, Research shows that around 87% of illnesses can be attributed to our thought life. 
and approximately 13% to diet, genetics, and environment. Studies conclusively link more chronic disease, also known as lifestyle disease, to an epidemic of toxic proportions in our culture. These toxic emotions can cause migraines, hypertension, stroke, cancer, skin problems, diabetes, infections, and allergies, just to name a few. Despite all the marvels of modern high-tech medicine and decades of innovative research, these illnesses are increasing nationwide. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the clarion call. Uh, and we're, we're being hit with the gov- by the government. We're being hit by the deep state. Uh, we're being hit with lies from Fauci. Uh, I believe we had a pandemic, a pandemic that was created. It was a real virus, but it was been exacerbated. It's been expanded to include so much more. And so we've got to deal with what happens between stimulus and response. We live in a world that's living in their head, a world in deep thought, meeting and discussing and thinking. But consider what is thinking. And thinking is nothing more than talking to yourself. And we got to ask ourselves this question. How hard is it to listen to more than one person at a time? So I am Mr. Black, and we'll be right back. We have a planetary emergency. You have stolen my dreams, my childhood, with your empty words. construction business constructing memories relationships new ideas and a legacy that will outlive us life is best imagined as a construction project at like it matters we craft tools and teach you how to use them mr black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream one of those tools is individual life counseling the best analogy is a life caddy because sometimes you just need another set of eyes a second tool books by mr black always opening up your mind Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Dennis Prager here with my friend Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration. Mike, I've seen roofs in the Twin Cities that have many years of life left, but are streaked and stained and look, quite honestly, terrible. Your company actually removes those streaks? Dennis, many people don't know it, but those black streaks and stains are caused by an algae that can be killed and cleaned away. Our process makes roofs look new again. Algae and moss grow on cedar shake roofs. Moss is especially damaging because it actually feeds on the cedar wood and prevents the wood from drying. And when wood doesn't dry, it rots. Cleaning and sealing a cedar shake roof actually extends the life of a roof. Mike, how can people learn more? See videos on our website at rooftodeck.com. That's rooftodeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. 
the the leadership awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. You go over to China. 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 You take China. 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 I love them. China. You can't have it low from the lies that you sold and it seems like they just keep getting bolder oh yeah that's some good music that's some blues why do i know it's good because that's our music we wrote it produced it and it's titled you gotta stop your lying and that's what we're talking about today on like it matters radio i see you but you can't come in and we've got to do some truth therapy We've got to become better stewards for what we allow into our experience. You know, we have this experience, and there are five coordinates to get into our experience. You know, I'm not a pilot, but I have a lot of friends who have a lot of money and have a plane and are pilots. And they say that with two coordinates called longitude and latitude, they can find any place in the world. Well, might I suggest that we have something similar, but we don't have two coordinates. We have five coordinates. They are our senses, uh, these five coordinates. And that's the only way anything can get into our experience. That's the only way we know anything. It's the five senses. Olfactory, gustatory, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. In other words, we see things and they become part of experience. We say things or hear things that become part of experience. We feel things or do things and they become part of experience. We smell things and they become part of our experience. And we taste things and we become part of our experience. And I'm going to define for you what deja vu is. Deja vu is when those five coordinates match five coordinates that you previously had. And remember, we only live uh, consciously at 3 to 5% roughly. We use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. But every single thing we've ever experienced in our life is stored at the unconscious level. That's why I can do such deep work using neuro-linguistic programming because I can take people back to a specific time and place. And see, we got a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, a lot of daily activities, which reminds me of a story called the trouble tree. A carpenter I hired to help me restore an old farmhouse had just finished a rough day on the job. A flat tire made him lose an hour of work. His electric saw quit, and now his ancient truck refused to start. Kind of sounds like my morning. While I drove him home, he sat in stony silence. On arriving, he invited me in to meet his family. As we walked toward the front door, he paused briefly at a small tree touching the tips of the branches with both hands. When opening the door, he underwent an amazing transformation. His tanned face was wreathed in smiles, and he hugged his two small children and gave his wife a kiss. Afterward, he walked me to the car. We passed the tree, and my curiosity got the better of me, 
So I asked him about what I had seen him do earlier. Oh, he said, that's my trouble tree. I know I can't help having troubles on the job. But one thing for sure, troubles don't belong at home with my wife and the children. So I just hang them up on the tree every night when I come home. Then in the morning, I pick them up again. Funny thing is, he smiled, when I come out in the morning to pick them up, they aren't nearly as many as I remember hanging up the night before. And you know, that's what I'm talking about, being a steward. And this story is about a man who was smart enough to lay things down because we do have trouble. We have family troubles, we have marital problems, we have medical problems, we have financial problems, we have self-esteem problems, we have family of origin problems, we have breathing problems, we have weather problems, we have mosquito problems here in Texas, we have heat problems, all those problems. And we've always had those problems. But now with social media, those problems are added to. And now with the deep state and state-run media, that's now working to program us, that's now working to create a narrative. And I talk about this all the time on our show, whether you're Republican or Democrat, whether you're pro-Biden or pro-Trump, you got to know that the world, the political system, the ruling elite, uh, whether you're talking about Joseph Goebbels, whether you're talking about uh, Rules for Radical by Saul Alinsky, whether you're talking about Hitler and his, I mean, people know how to manipulate And we now live in a country that the media is manipulating us for a narrative. I got to tell you, since November 6th, I no longer watch the news. I mean, I used to watch the news probably about two, three, four hours of Fox News uh, every day. Sean Hannity, um, uh, you know, different shows, Laura Ingram. I would watch The Five. But November 6th, when I saw that the election had been given to, uh, to Biden, I just lost any interest at all in the programming that the that the world is putting out there. Matter of fact, uh, why don't we play that Candace Owens clip, please? Oh, I mean, you know I love this. It's just so brilliant. The left is always looking for a victim narrative. And let me tell you, if there's ever been a victim that is deserving of airtime, it's science. Science has been killed by the left. Science is, it used to be this thing that we all loved. I'd like to eulogize science because it made so much sense and now it's suddenly over. And I like to say that that Dr. Fauci to me is like, you know when you're a kid and you play that game Simon Says, Simon Says, touch your head, Simon Says, touch your toes. You've always wondered who is Simon and why are we doing what he says? Simon is Dr. Fauci. He's making this up up as you go along. Wear your mask. Simon says, wear your mask. Simon says, don't wear your mask. Simon says now that COVID is racist and it affects black people more poorly. We don't know why he's saying it. It makes entirely no sense. But apparently a lot of people are following his orders. And this is his new push to blame this somehow on systemic racism. By the way, if he's concerned about systemic racism and he's talking about how COVID might affect black people, I think what he's hitting at is obesity, right? We are, we, 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 we are, uh, represent like a higher uh, percentage of people that are obese, black Americans. And obesity is the number one killer in America. He might be on to something there, but it has nothing to do with race. Race is not determining whether or not you're fat or whether or not you're skinny. And these are good discussions that we should be having. Of course, what the left is obsessed with right now is politicizing science. And right now, the policy is, if you want to accomplish anything in life, just call the other thing racist. To say not to have what I want would be racist. And that's exactly what they do over and over and over again. 
And that's why, as I keep telling people, you got to stop watching the news. You got to turn off CNN and MSNBC. Uh, and even Facebook now filters people. Uh, I noticed that they basically keep all the conservatives together and all the liberals because on my feed, and I got like almost 5,000 people I'm connected to, I get very little flack. And so I see now that they've separated this out because they want to control the narrative. They want to keep all the conservatives in a box that no one else can hear their stuff because they don't want them to poison the narrative. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is getting tougher because now with the whole uh, critical race theory teaching us to be racist, with the whole Black Lives Matter, which is a racist organization, that now you have white guilt and some of you just think that all white people are evil and all black people are victims. There's nothing more racist. And yet these people are saying these things supposedly to combat racism. And, And Dr. King said it so perfectly. You cannot drive out darkness with darkness. Only light can do that. You cannot drive out hate with hate. Only love can do that. You cannot drive out racism with racism. Amen. Only understanding can do that. And that's what's missing. And so now we're fed all this stuff and you've got to be woke and you've got to believe that white people are evil and all black people are this and you've got to give your house up to black people because they haven't been treated fair. And 400 years ago on a boat from Africa. Well, you know what? I deal with people in Africa every day, Uganda and Gambia, people that don't have food to eat unless I send them money, people that can't even drink water because it, it gives them disease, people that, I mean, these I deal with hundreds of these people a day. You know, any one of them would love to be in this country. Any one of them would give anything to be a homeless person in America versus a homeless person in Uganda or a homeless person in Gambia. And so... Now to boot with all our own struggles going on, now we got all this hatred and racism and bitterness pushed off by the progressives, by the liberals, by the left. Remember what Caroline Leaf said. She said 75 to 95% of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought life. And Candace Owens just said it, the number one uh, killer in America today is obesity. And I'm carrying about 80 extra pounds, so it's time for me to drop some of that weight. And I'm a pretty healthy guy, even with all that. But, I, yeah, hey, stop that, John. <laughs> I just want you to know, you know, our thought life dictates everything. And even when you're physically a little unhealthy, your thought life can turn it to make it better. But if you're physically healthy but your thought life is poor, your thoughts will dry your bones, the good book says. By the way, the average person has thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. Through an uncontrolled thought life, we create the conditions for illness. We make ourselves sick. Research shows that fear all on its own triggers more than 1,400 known physical and chemical responses and activates more than 30 different hormones. There are intellectual and medical reasons to forgive, to let go of your bitterness. And yet we have a media and a world that wants you to be bitter and angry, to hate Trump, to hate white people, to hate conservatives, to hate evangelicals. Hate, 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 hate. Toxic waste generated by toxic thoughts 
causes so many diseases. Consciously controlling our thought life will start to detox our brain. And I want you to know medical research increasingly points to the fact that thinking and consciously controlling your thought life is one of the best ways, if not the best ways, of detoxing your brain. It allows us to get rid of those toxic thoughts and emotions that can consume and control our mind. When we change our thinking, it is essentially changing the toxification of our brain. Consciously controlling our thought life means not letting thoughts rampage through our minds. It means learning to engage interactively with every single thought you have and to analyze it before you decide whether to accept or reject it. So after the break, I'm going to go through the three things that we should be great immigration officers for what we allow into our experience. We need to control three things. Number one, what gets in. Number two, what stays in. And number three, what needs to be reframed so it can serve us in a better way. I am Mr. Black, and we'll be right back. If Fauci came out tomorrow and said, wear your underwear inside out (laughs) and put on a Viking hat with horns, the entire Upper West Side of Manhattan would would do it. I do not want to believe that. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Great Garage Door isn't just great because of its doors. They're great because of their service. And with over 2,200 reviews, Minnesotans agree. Call today for a free estimate or same-day repair, 763-767-3000 or online at greatgaragedoor.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. If you missed any of this radio show, go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. Also, we have our brand new podcast. We're about six weeks into it. Wherever you listen on podcasts, even if you do Apple, there's a great podcast app there. Uh, if you just search for Living Life Like It Matters. And if you want some spiritual food, go to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. Uh, daily I post a scripture and then implementation and application. If you drop down to the right side of the very bottom, you'll see a button that says follow. Uh, if you hit that button there, you can type in your email address and every day it will be sent to you. Today, we are talking about being good stewards of your mind. Three things, controlling what gets in controlling what stays in, and controlling what is reframed. You know, if I could go back to the little me, pull a Michael J. Fox, maybe get me a DeLorean, and go back in time, uh, I would go to a little five-year-old me. I would get down on one knee. I would look me in the eyes, my little hazel eyes, my big old fat lips and my broken teeth. I would look myself in the mirror, I mean in the eyes, and say, hey, little black man, uh, it's going to be okay. One piece of advice for you. Be careful what you allow in your head and be careful what you keep in your head. And not only do we deal with our normal traumas and dramas of what's called living, now we got a world that is programming us. We got a ruling elite that is all about power. We have a deep state. Uh, that is focused on one thing and one thing only, and that is control. Uh, why don't we go ahead and play uh, clip number three? Why do you need an actual vaccine when you can just say I'm vaccinated? I mean, if you can change your sex, why can't you change your vaccine status? Honestly. I, I saw that. And I think it's brilliant. You know, they're saying that there is no such thing as an objective reality, right? Tucker, there's no such thing as objective reality. There's no such thing as being a girl or a boy anymore. And if you disagree with that, you're a bigot. I'm a bigot. Science is not real. Science is whatever we make it. I can walk into a room and I can be a mermaid if I want to be one. So you know what? I, I personally self-identify as somebody who's vaccinated. Not that it matters. I love that I went to the grocery store yesterday. I walk in. The day before, people are wearing masks. Today, nobody's wearing masks. There's nobody asking you to present any cards, right? So shouldn't people be asking the question, if science was so real, why is this allowed suddenly? Why did she get to wave a, ma a magic wand? Again, Dr. Simon says, get to wave a magic wand, and suddenly it's totally fine for people to walk in. Is he now saying he trusts people to make health decisions by themselves? That certainly can't be the case. This has always been about power from the very beginning. And I personally, Tucker, I, I think your program is responsible for a lot of these changes because you started investigating Dr. Fauci. You started asking the right questions about Dr. Fauci that everybody should be asking. And suddenly he's going, oh, look, society is turning to normal. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Wrong. Let's keep looking at Dr. Fauci because that man is corrupt. Oh, we don't play that. Oh, cheats and liars. <laughs> and we need to end. The Dr. Fauci to the show is our thoughts. Our thoughts. Remember, what is thinking? Thinking is talking to yourself. And we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And how hard is it to listen to more than one person at a time? 
It's really hard. And there's always at least one person listening to us. And who is that? Ourselves, right? We're talking to ourselves all the time. But let's be honest. A lot of people out there, maybe you're listening right now to me. I'm talking about you. You have a party in your head. And I'm not talking about the good type. Some trauma, some drama, some people who put you down, people who, who beat you down, uh, people who took advantage of you, people that... And that's the whole privilege movement, right? You're supposed to remember what's happened to anybody that's even looked like you 300 years ago. Do you realize how much weight that pound of flesh carries? Isn't that great metaphor? How much weight that pound of flesh carries? Because when we keep a record of wrong, when we've been wronged by the world, when life's not fair, life's not just, uh, uh, you know, they're all putting me down. And then you have a reason. It's because I'm black. So every problem in my life is because I'm black. I have no personal responsibility. Uh, I have no way to improve because I can't change my skin color. Nothing's my fault. And if nothing's my fault, then nothing's my cure. See, you see how we get ourselves so confused? And that's what happens today is we live in a state of confusion where a man is now not a man. He can be whatever he wants to be. Where uh, a male athlete can now identify as a woman and then an athlete who couldn't even get in the top 10 of his sport now competes as a woman. And now that athlete wins every record, sets every gold standard, and does everything. And so now, all of a sudden, women don't have a place in women's sports because lots of men who have all the biology and all the genealogy of man, but now they're competing against women because, hey, science is whatever you want it to be. Science says that there's 15, 16 genders. Science says that you, do you see how confusing this is? And so now not only do we have our own trauma, we have our own stuff we're dealing with. Now we have all this stuff. Can't we all just get along? We want to fit in. Everybody has a wall that's, can't we all just get along? I want to be liked. And so it's traumatic. And so this is what I do at likeitmatters.net. I teach people how their mind works. I teach them to be good stewards of the brain. And we don't have enough time to go into how to stop things from getting in uh, and then how to uh, decide what stays in. One thing I do want to focus on for the last few minutes of the show is something called reframing. Because there are things from our past that we didn't allow, we didn't choose, but they got in there anyways. And one of the greatest things as a leader we can do, we can tune into what's going on in our head and we can ask ourselves, is this serving me well? See, you can't change the fact that something happened to you. And this is the key. There are many people out there that have been victimized. I've been victimized to a degree. Most people can say at some level they've been a victim, victimized at some point. But here's the difference. It's one thing to be victimized. It's another thing to be a victim. Huge, huge change. You know, I use the example all the time. Let's say my son Christian, my, my eldest son Christian, he's 21. Let's say he lied to me. So there's a behavior. And again, I'm not going to go through neurological levels, the logical levels, but behavior is at the very bottom of the logical levels. There's six of them. The very bottom one is uh, environment. Right above that's behavior. And it's easier to change the ones at the bottom. And so behavior is one of the second from the bottom. It's easy to change what you do. So what I did is I took something my son did, and I attach it to his identity by doing this. You're a liar. Did you hear me? You are a liar. I went from what he did, you lied to me. Now I made it part of his identity. You are a liar. 
you are despicable. You are a racist. You are a bigot. You are a misogynist. Don't you see? And here's the problem with that. It's a lot harder to change who you are than what you do. And so we've got to be careful about what we allow to be attached to our identity. And yet we're told we're deplorable. We're told we're flat earthers. Uh, We're told that we don't believe in science. Uh, We're told all kinds of lies, that we're stupid, that we're ignorant, that we're uh, homophobic. and, And notice all this stuff being attached to our identity. And if you don't know who you are, and if you don't know why you're here, and if you don't know whose you are, you'll start believing that. And so you've got to have the ability to reframe. That's something each of us has the ability. Now, a frame, if you think about it, is the way in which a thing is put together, an established order to shape to form. So reframing is to frame anew, to reshape. So frames give meaning to words and experience. It changes our internal representation. The meaning of any experience in life depends upon the frame we put around it. You see, nothing in the world has any meaning except the meaning we give it. How we feel about something and what we do in the world are dependent upon our perception of it. Remember, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. See, that's the key. And one of the keys to life is to consistently represent your experience in ways that support you in producing even greater results for yourself and for others. And so we can do outcome reframing, which we set goals and then reframe those. We can do life events, you know, identify memories that cause an unresourceful state and replace them with new memories that cause a resourceful state. And then simple reframing is changing negative statements into actual words. And these are all important. Like you can go from my supervisor yells at me all the time, right? That's a negative statement. And you could put a lot of meaning on that. But if you say this, boy, my supervisor must really believe in me because he's constantly pushing me. Now, you're basically the same experience, but one makes you feel sorry for yourself and the other makes you feel like, hey, there's some value to you. How about this one? We've all did this one. We can't afford to spend a lot of money on Christmas presents this year. When I was growing up, say, hey, we're going to have a real special Christmas this year. Nothing can be bought. It can only be made so they know the true love of the gift. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you have more power. We were made to create. Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created. And then 25 verses later, it says, let us make man in our image. We were made to create. And you've got to be a good steward of your mind. We've got to control what gets into our brain. We've got to control what stays in our brain. And then when bad stuff gets in there, it's time to do some reframing. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. All citizens will be required to change their underwear every half hour. Underwear will be worn on the outside. Moose is the German Shepherd, now 11, and he's been an amazing dog. Moose is so active and so alert and hasn't had any kind of health problems at all. He has been on Dynavite since he's a puppy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Now, Moose, at age 10, had a litter of 10 puppies with a friend's dog. We kept Lupo, his son, and the other puppies were given to friends. But one of the requirements was they must start those puppies 
on Dynavite. And someday if Lupo has puppies, they'll be on Dynavite as well. We tell anybody that has a dog, if there was something that you could do right from the beginning so that you don't have expensive veterinary bills, why would you not do it? Get the Dynavite. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Ringing Liberty and